3: It's Thursday, the 30th of August 2018, it's 6.30-ish and this is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Coming up tonight as August comes to an end, there's mixed emotions as the Stags wilt at the Moss Rose at Macclesfield and are out of the League Cup, although it was a proud and fighting exit. We look back on the bread and butter at Macclesfield as 18-year-old Lewis Gibbons makes his debut. He
4: shares his thanks to the academy staff. Scotty's developed me on the ball very well because he's got a lot of possession based and then John's helped me with the defending because obviously the defender himself here and it helped me a
3: lot. Boss David Flitcroft is a proud man after the Stags Cup exit, especially his players' desire to
2: fight with everybody getting in on the action, including shotstopper Bobby Eleznik. Young Jordan comes on, gets a chance. I thought Bobby Eleznik had a chance. I mean, what? what are we talking about here it was like PSA open you know where the, it's just open for him again them key moments you've got to try and make the right decision and, and execute well uh, but it, it was a bravery the boys shown also this week the stakes boss shares his pride in three of his squad receiving international call-ups it's great for the players you know certainly Pearcey I'll have to over and watch that one in Barbados that's uh, Get the trunks. Uh, trunks ready for that one, but uh, now nah, 28 to get a call up. You know and, and play for you know your country. It's he's he's chuffed with it. You know it's come at a time in his life that he probably didn't realise it.
3: And midfielder Neil Bishop believes age is just a number.
2: Again, you've got to be harsh on yourself if I felt physically I couldn't meet the
5: demands of of what was being asked of me, I, I'd walk away. You know whether it was December, January, you know whatever it is, because I'd hate to think I was letting anyone down, the chairman, the manager, and especially my teammates. You know I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be on the picture there knowing I couldn't do but like I said at the minute, um, I feel really strong. Also this week, as with every week, we take your comments and questions from
3: the live feed. If you're listening to the audio version of this and feel that you're missing out, make sure you come and join us every Thursday on Facebook Live at 6.30ish. Get your comments and questions in now on the only place to have your say on your team. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast with Craig Priest, Nathan Edge, Simon Mercer and Cam Felton. Thursday night, it's on uh, Tuesday night, sorry, as the Stags exited the uh, the uh, League Cup. It's, of course it's Thursday night tonight. This is uh, the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield Matters and calendars clearly don't matter tonight. We are back once again. <laughs> Cam okay. Felton over in the far corner with who's gone for Rugby Matters this week after, cricket, after his um, cricket uh, debacle last week. He must... Try harder, Nathan Edge in the middle is looking very smart. Where have you been? Well, I've been uh, busy
6: today. I've been out talking, doing talks on camera and stuff. So
3: sure, you've not been on a date with those <sighs> trousers and those shoes? No, definitely what a, haven't. No. What a combination! <laughs> and Simon and just and Simon, yeah, <laughs> and me. You know, Simon, will just, we'll just you go too. for the casual? Yeah, we'll, yeah. we're all we're, we're all fine. As always, get your comments in on uh, the live feed and get involved with the show for the fans, uh, by the fans. Right then, let's start. By looking back at um, the week in general, first and foremost, it was a roller coaster of uh, emotions, Cam.
7: Can't really say anything other than that, to be honest. I think it's complete opposite games. You look at Macclesfield, we were alright at first half, shambles at second half. Fast forward to Tuesday night. Absolute shambles in first half, but looked 100% a better team in second half. But I just don't. Consistency is the biggest problem, I think, this week.
6: What is it the say, Nate? The easy way, the hard way, the Mansfield Town way. Yeah, and that's never going to change, is it? With us, let's let's be honest. But and with come the second half performances were polar opposites. Uh, I mean, you look at uh, Saturday compared to to Tuesday, but. Um, I think there's a lot of different factors in there, and I, I I feel like let's go to Saturday first. Um, Some credit has to be given to Macclesfield; they made changes. They were they were bold at half time and made three changes, Um, and that worked for them. And unfortunately, and I've said this on past podcasts that I feel Flickcroft's been very good with his stuff so far. But unfortunately, Saturday he made the wrong decisions and. Credit to him, he's come out and said that since then that he did make the wrong decision. So I'm, I'm really glad he did, because I think that was plain for us all to see. So I'm glad he's held his hands up, took the blame there. But uh, Saturday, second half, it was very disappointing, wasn't it?
3: And we'll touch upon that a little bit more uh, in a little while. But so si, let's just reflect on, on the week slightly. Obviously, watching it all come through and things like that, how, how important is that West Brom game and the performance of that West Brom game, considering the way we were... Saturday especially in the second half how important is it to have that sort of gap in the middle I think it's it's very important to be honest because it just goes to prove
8: how well Mansell Town can play against top teams and yeah you know maybe at, you know the, the West Brom team may have took two or three of their first teamers out but it's still West Brom and it's still a championship club sort of thing so well, by that point
6: as well, when we was uh, on top, they they brought on a few of their big players here, yeah, Dwight Gale and the other guy I forgot his name now, but they brought on a couple of their big players. So uh, some ways, they are then.
8: So you know, it, it just goes to prove that we can do it, and we just need to take that belief into league sort of
3: thing. Well, let's start with the bread and butter of the league. And um, Saturday, obviously, one all at Macclesfield. Second half collapse, really. Um, saw so as draw and get just a point and lucky to draw it was a very very lucky draw wasn't it Nathan I mean you said it earlier you know, the three
6: substitutions at half time that mm. pretty much did us yeah and uh, unfortunately our reaction to that our plan B just didn't work and uh, we just never it, it, was only, it looked like well, there there's only one team that was going to go out and win it and I really did believe we were going to be coming away there we empty handed and that would have been uh, I mean, disappointing anyway N- not just the fact that we've dropped two points, which is how I sort of see it. Obviously, at the end of the season, you could not say it's point gain, but at the moment, it feels like two points dropped. But it's the manner we like we dropped it as well. And it's, it's very weird to sit here and say it now after such a great performance Tuesday night, but it, like we, it's, it's like we had no fight a little bit. And it's, uh, that was a disappointing thing. It wasn't just how it was being overrun. We just didn't seem to sort of fight our own way out of it. And that's the disappointing factor, of it.
3: I said uh, in in the blog that I put on on Sunday camp it was like watching statues it was so static and so frustrating and do you know what that's not the first time that I've had that thought either that's been sort of an ongoing thing for two or three games where we come up against it we can't get going teams close us down and we just look like we don't want it so it's very frustrating from that point of view in terms of the league we'll look at West Brom in a little while but in terms of the league it's very frustrating to have players just sort of stood there not doing anything.
7: Yeah, I just don't... Just going back to the West Brom game, if you look at the Macclesfield game, like you said, like statues, but we had a similar sort of situation in the first half at West Brom where we just couldn't get the ball from the back four, but we actually managed to like get it forward. Why is it that we have to come up against a much, much, much better team to actually like learn, essentially, how to play? first off against Macclesfield we looked decent we had chances didn't put them away which is another problem at the minute but we actually looked like on top of the game looked like we're going to run out maybe two or three goals but and probably should have done better with a couple of chances but to then collapse in the second half like we did and then become statues where does the mentality change?
8: What was it Almost like we had to do nothing in the second half because we'd already won. Was that the sort of too attitude into, that we
7: had in the second half? Too confident and.
6: Yeah I, think, yeah, I think they rattled it. That's what I mean by saying we probably do owe a bit of credit to Mancusville because they did change it. And, um, you know, they, they. I think they. I mean, our defence was a bit suspect and I think they really played on that. And uh, so, in some ways, we do have to give them credit but then we did try and react to it but they're just something wrong that's, I think that's the difference really that we could have well we should have had let them have their well not allowed to let them but allow them. they had their 20 minute spell but then we should have had our spell but well, that never came I was waiting for it but it never came Just going on that comment that you just made Nate's
7: defence looking a bit suspect is it coincidence that we possibly have us worst game defensively and someone has like Hayden White has gone out of the squad I know you're going to say that, but you think he's been one of the most, <laughs> he's been one of the most consistent performers you know what, this I said season. Exactly, I said exactly the yeah. same
3: thing at centre-half.
6: He's really improved, and we did we did miss him on I, Saturday. I think yeah. this goes back to earlier this... Well, we've back a few weeks, and we've been saying about the cover at in the defence, and we've all been saying that we probably just need one more lone player in just as a bit of cover there. And uh, I didn't think we be saying this so early, but I think Saturday was a prime example. I mean, it was fantastic to see... Lewis Gibbons coming into the team and uh, obviously we want to see youth players get involved but I think that second half was where we needed some bit more of experience so that's the thing, that you, like,
7: we've got players on the sidelines Xander Diamond God knows what's happening with him David Murphy's injured Matt Preston's injured uh, Paul Anderson like sat it. on the sideline Hayden White was obviously off I mean, with his misses. That's those, five defenders there. And if
6: one of those players in that Maxwell game got an injury, we've got no, we had no defenders on the bench. Well, this is where we'll come
3: into it. I'll come into it a little bit more in the West Brom game. We ended up playing Ryan Sweeney left centre, the left side of centre half, at right side centre half a left wing-back in Melbourne at left-side centre-half. It didn't work. That's how we got caught up. And it, only when we went four four two where we looked stronger. But we'll come to that yeah. in a little, little bit. Let's stay with Maxfield for now. Obviously, the, the topic of Lewis Gibbons and his debut. Let us know in the comments how you thought uh, he did. Uh, Shout-out um, to a former stag who's watching. If anyone can uh, guess who it is, uh, they win... Uh, how much have I got my wallet Soddle. <laughs> uh, anyone, one of my heroes is watching right now? Anyone want to guess? Yeah, it is. Neil McKenzie. Yes, yeah. Lee Angle. So, yes, Lee Angle is also watching. Uh, so, good evening to, uh, to Maka, uh, And also, good evening to everyone else who is watching as well. Comments coming in thick and fast. Let us know your thoughts, as always, on the show for the fans, by the fans. Roger says the amount of space CJ had in the first half at Macclesfield. we kept saying, got to give him the ball. Um, Whitaker was allowed to control the second half. Um, and Dave also says we need to start with Danny Rose on Saturday. We'll come oh, on to that yes. in a little. Uh, a little while uh, as well but uh, on a positive note I know that Lewis Gibbons I don't think he had a, a bad game to I think it, for, a, for a debut it was a relatively mm. good and relatively okay debut and I'm certainly not going to single uh, anyone out for a, for a bad game because I think the the whole of that defence has got yeah. to take a look at themselves for the way we dealt with that on Saturday and I think David Flitcroft said it himself that he got some certain substitutions wrong yeah. um, Saturday as well but isn't it great to see a young Mansfield born Mansfield living player come through the ranks and come into the first team and look relatively relatively solid. That's gotta be promised for the future, hasn't it?
7: We've not had this sort of thing since like the golden era, you looking at um Leon Lawrence plays like that, we've not had that homegrown talent we've not had the, the youth facilities there. Obviously with the great partnership with Brooksby Melton has done wonders so far. obviously what is it, three three league titles back to back. Developing the youth well, the Mansfield Youth of Tomorrow and you look, you've got Jordan Graham was on the bench most weeks, came on, did an alright job at West Brom. Yeah. Gibbons on the bench most weeks, obviously played at Macclesfield, other players that are making a push towards it as well. Uh, Sam Wilson goalkeeper training with Bobby and Conrad every week we've got the talent there it's just about development, developing them now and I think as long as we can keep the, the young lads coming through I think they might start become more first
3: team regulars I hope yeah well fingers crossed that will happen we'll talk about opportunities for development because it's the usual time of the year where I get to rant about doing well in the Chuck Trade trade field area on the yeah. show, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to that because I'm not feeling well so today. So I've got to take some anger out in something, yeah, which is great. Can one of you swap yeah. I'm not feeling, well, <laughs> not feeling well as if you're gonna catch a bug like, just like headache and oh, tired right. and yeah. Angry. Uh, angry, yeah. yeah. And galvanized. I need to be galvanized. I need oh, to get myself guys need to get myself galvanized. I've Dave on the phone, you Dave on Greg, you need to be galvanized I can't do it. I know, I can't do it to myself. Shelley says in the comments, did see Preston and White training today uh, Danny was messing about with Mack that what you will uh, and uh, Roger says uh, Gibbons <laughs> played some good accurate uh, long passes um, in that Mackersfield game I was impressed with that from Gibbons we're going to hear from him in, in just a second so let's um, talk about him obviously we've all seen him in different games and different situations but it looks like a very composed ball playing centre half doesn't he and some of the knocks that he made
6: some sort of directional were relatively decent if we had half an instinct to get on the end of it yeah I think, um, especially when you take into account his age, it's his league debut uh, away from home in a tough game where the, the 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 team as a whole isn't playing very well, and in front of 1,200 Stags fans, it's uh, not the easiest environment to come into, is it? So, to have that level head and to have the confidence to go and try and play from the back, which we and and you know try and not just to felt field, but try and pick a pass as well. I think. Uh, Yes, you know, it's, it's promising, promising signs from uh, from him anyway.
3: To certainly say that he was playing part football two years ago. Mm. So si, that's that is vast improvement. Come on leaps and bounds, it, To be honest, um,
8: it, it, like everybody says, it's good to see a young lad getting into uh, getting into first team and getting on bench. You know, even if you don't come on, he's in and around the the guys themselves. So like, it it gets him sort of like the. Sort of atmosphere of what it's like to be in and around the first team, so it's it's all good for
6: him. Well, with that, go on, go I'd on. say it's, it's a knock-on thing as well. Like that, that, you know, those youth team players now can can look at that and think, you know, it, we you know we were playing with him a couple of weeks ago, sort of thing, or or last year, and he's he's now in amongst the first team, so it gives them that belief that if they go on and uh, equip themselves right and and, and train hard and. Perform well, they they'll get the chance. So I think it's it's that knock-on effect as well. It's not just the here and now; you think of the future.
3: A couple of comments uh, just on the Macclesfield game. Uh, bef- before we uh, hear from Lewis Gibbons uh, Peter says just a point I'd like to make all our opposition we've played so far have gone on to beg some cracking results so our draws don't look too bad, macclesfield won in the week at Warsaw on penalties after a three all draw uh, and Paul also says obviously the, uh, we'll talk more about this in a little while obviously the loan window shuts at five o'clock tomorrow so just uh, under 23 hours and a bit to go, um, he says can see Danny Rose leaving, can you see Danny Rose leaving sorry because uh, I don't think he will he also says You saw me in the in, on Saturday in the queue for food at the food bar. Should have said hello. Come next time, come and say hello. No it's um, surprise uh, there, though. is really, what, it what you, food, it it yeah. you pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <it>. uh, that's <laughs>
7: totally At least it's not like Yeovil and they right run out of food.
0: That is completely it
6: Now Craig in the queue. Is like, Oh, yeah. what's his name? Sorry, who commented? Is uh, Paul? Hi, Paul, oh, hey, Paul. Do you fancy sponsoring my my it was a sausage. It was a sausage roll and a hot was, chocolate, oh, and my oh, dad paid. <laughs> uh, oh
3: no, did I pay? No, he paid. You want to? Yeah, paid. it was very quick to point out that he paid. What do you mean I wouldn't pay? Sorry, right. I'm going to punch Nathan. That's here from uh, Mansfield Town defender Lewis Gibbons, uh, who of course made his debut uh, away at Mansfield. Here's what he had to say on his debut.
4: And when you come up against big strikers and you? you're young. You just got to bat with him and do what I can. Yeah, we just arrived here with the lads and then turned up and then he pulled me away from the lads and said that I'm going to be starting today. Obviously, I was shocked, but I'd prepared myself right. Well, you've got to expect anything can happen in football, so you've just always got to be prepared. I'd like to think it would have happened, and i worked work hard every day and try and get that chance, and today it came. Well, I was just playing on the park with my mates when I was 16 and then ended up coming to the Mansfield and joined up with John at the academy and Scott Rickards and it all came from there, really. Uh, Scotty's developed me on the ball very well because he's got a lot of possession-based, and then John's, John's helped me with the defending because, obviously, the defender himself here, and it helped me a lot. Obviously, you understand in football that if you're young, you might have to wait your chance.
3: Lewis Gibbons there speaking to I file after that game away at Macclesfield on uh, Saturday at... Um at Moss Rose, where the Stags picked up just a point in that one. Uh, in his post-match interview there, obviously speaking to I Follow Nate, he was praising the, the academy and the work of people like Scott Rickards and, and John Dempster. And I guess I've always been a big advocate of players who've played for the club for a long time, like Dempster and things like that, actually taking that academy role. Obviously you've got Maguire in there as well mm-hmm. because those players who have experience playing for the team that you're coaching a player at are going to have more of a an indication of what the fans are like and they, therefore can help and it, it's good to hear that that is actually happening.
6: Yeah, I think um not only can they share their own experiences but I think what another thing you're also gonna get is uh those youth team players, I mean a lot of them are probably gonna be Mansfield Town fans. And they've grown they'd have grown up watching those players um, you know, play for the team. So you've also got that aspect of it. You know, they're being trained by potentially some you know their heroes or some of their you know favourite players. So it's just a, another aspect to it, you know. You also can consider, but just listen to that. Just another point while well, I listen to that uh, interview, doesn't he speak really well? it he, he, he sounds like an actual, you know, professional footballer. It's, uh, you don't normally get that from young, young players, but he really does talk a, uh, you know, a real good, um, real, real good interview, really. You know what I mean?
7: Yeah. That's really, but um Yeah. it's like listening no. to Will Atkinson. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Now, I, I, I we'll think that, the,
3: the way that he's conducted himself, um, obviously, Lewis Gibbons, I think he's done really well to get in the position that he has done. Obviously, he's put a lot of those hours in, as Flipcroft was saying, before the season started to become the club's nominated player, which means he pretty much has to be involved week in, week out, because of that lead, those league rulings. And He did say at the end, it was an honest comment from him, aside, that you know, he knows he's probably not going to get in week in, week out, but he's going to be ready to step up. And That honesty and that willingness to work hard is what you want when you compare some of the other youth players that we might have had sort of come through the ranks but perhaps not have taken that initiative?
8: Yeah that well that's what you want here as a man sort of fan. You want uh you know, local lad uh, waiting in wings, you know, training hard every week and, you know, if if for uh, some reason, you know, somebody gets an injury or something like that, you know, it seems like he's ready to step in and, and do a job. So, you know,
3: it it just seems it all sort of seems like it's going well for him. So, let's turn our attention to midweek and oh, what a night at the Hawthorns!
6: <laughs> what a night, unbelievable! I think um, I, I didn't really. I mean, after the first half, it was a bit like, like we said, Maxwell, two very different halves. But I, we really deserved to win in the end, uh, and the drama at the end of that game, even Aladjiev, again, not getting the action. Oh. You know, I mean. I can you imagine if he scored? Like, it'd be like, so close as well. I think it was a defender who got a block in yeah. oh, that was the bottom corner. We were right behind it, that.
7: Yeah, if it, if it weren't for the block, it was in. Yeah, but I think, well, I think a lot of that reaction was sparked by what happened in the 64th minute. Yeah, was the introduction of Danny Rose. Mm-hmm. You look, Rose came on literally at the beginning at 64. 60- 64th minute His first touch 30 it? seconds oh, wow. later he pings it off the post oh that was unreal I think I think it galvanised us oh for
6: God's sake <laughs> it did <laughs> yeah, it, it, you look it though I
7: think it did you look just out of the players start. started like up the game after that mm. it was very unlucky not to go in but then Neil Bishop's
3: goal was just even better I think what really did it though, obviously Bishop's goal was quality rose, he looked hungry, he looked up yeah. for it. Um, I think what really did it though, if we're being <laughs> critically, critically honest, was David Flickcroft admitting to himself, we need to go four four two here because this three at the back with a left side centre half at uh, right side centre half and a left wing back at left side centre half. Is not working yeah. and the when we went four four two and then obviously later four three three when we we're pushing up we look so so more structured so more solid and you could see it and you could see that belief in us that almost the relief in the back four the back five the back three of we're playing our natural positions yeah. now so we can go on and push forward it's just unfortunate that it was
7: going four4 four, two is probably what cost us the game. Well, yeah, just, I mean, just the way that the defence didn't react in the same way that they would have done if it were the back five. Obviously, a long ball over top. Atkinson's not dealt with it. There were nobody
3: else to fill in and cover behind him. Yeah, there's a, perhaps a, a, a question there of not being, you know, being used to having somebody behind to sweep up, which you don't get in a flat back four. But that for me, that goal, I'm not concerned about conceding that because that's just highlights the difference in quality between League yeah. 2 and the Championship. Oh, yeah. Nine times out of ten, you miss that header on the halfway line in League 2, that goes out of play or the keeper comes and gets it because they're too slow to react. Mm. That's the difference in, in level. And to, you know, I'm no complaints whatsoever in pushing up that little half a yard, a yard higher to try and get us on top in the game. Our tells
6: are up, are not they? We they? West Brom at that point, we are there for the taking so you know you might as well go all out and, and go for the win and I I think there's just a, again a lot of credit to Flipcroft there and the players that came on because the subs were good but like you say most importantly, we've all we've been saying about like this we need a plan B or you know we need to be able to change our formations and, and, and for it to work and well we had three different formations in that game and uh, we reacted to the situation on the pitch and that's what we need to do in League 2 as well sorry mm. I was having a massive yeah, I know was, it was, it was like a bit sorry, said uh, so something wrong. I <laughs> no, disagree with me.
3: Sure. Okay. Um, no, I think um, for me, we needed that Plan B for a long time, mm-hmm. and the we, the way that reacted to that w- was great. I think Danny Rose, obviously coming on, and Macker as well lifted it that extra bit higher. Bishop's goal was unbelievable. but Jordan Graham did well when he came on as well. I mean he was lucky yeah. to score. Wasn't looking,
6: well, wasn't looking not to score.
3: Very 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 much so. Obviously Bobby Lesnick should have buried one of the bottom corner. So Shocking he, him, like, so he caused himself, yeah. anyway. yeah, cause himself a striker. Yeah caused himself a strike well Flickcroft caused him a striker. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. brilliant. <laughs> just on that on that note, he just reminded me, if Flitcroft never wants to stop football management his next career needs to be a stand-up comedian because some of the stuff he's coming out with lately is bloody hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to the four-four-two and and the way we we played there. I think for me on Saturday, I'd be look. The big question is: Would you be looking to go with a back four if you look at you know the players we've got available in terms of the three at the back system? Because teams, not just. The players that are available, but also teams in League Two are actually have actually worked out how we play in that three. So, would you, if you were Flipcross, side, side be tempted to start a four four two. Yeah,
8: you've got to have a you've got to have a plan B and something else. You know, if if teams are setting up to play play uh, with a back three, then then switch it for a back four, and you know it catches everybody off guard. I mean, I don't, know if he, I don't know if Hayden White's back on Saturday or not.
3: Well, looking through some of the quotes that David Flitcroft gave in his press conference earlier this morning, um, he was talking about the injury situations. He says uh, they were assessing Matt Preston on the grass uh, today, so he could be back involved. But again, the question there would be match fitness having not played for, mm. for two weeks. Uh, Hayden White was 50-50 over whether he would train on the grass today and tomorrow. So we we'll went and see. So I would expect both of them Uh, To miss Saturday's game uh, at home to Carlisle. So, with with that in mind, that leaves you with the back three of, you know, Pierce, Sweeney, and, and Gibbons. And for me, Sweeney's a class centre half and fully deserves his call up, as does Pierce. And I think Gibbons is a good talent, as we've already established. But with the three at the back system, you have to have a look at, you know, the way. and and where players play you can't play a left footed sided centre half in the middle of that back three you need a player who can use both feet like Pierce and Preston you can't play a left footer on the right side you you know and if you're playing an inexperienced player you do risk some games them getting caught out a little bit Mm -hmm. so it's catch 22 I would pick up where we left off from West Brom and start that exact team bar for maybe Jordan Graham because he came on as, as a late sub I would start that team on Saturday and, and try and pick up from where we left off.
6: I think Danny Rose has definitely earned a place in a starting team now. Uh, I think as so I said in the comments earlier and I said in the car as well, I think I'd be very surprised if he doesn't start because uh, he's looked, I mean, barred the uh, Maxfield game where everyone was off, but every game has come on so far. He's looked hungry, he's looked dangerous. So let's give him a start because at the end of the day, even if it's dropping Walker... You know, maybe he needs to kick on the backside a little bit now and what a player to bring on off the bench. So uh you know, why why not? And uh I think that would suit any formation we play anyway, so uh I probably agree with you really. Start Do you think team.
7: maybe if we did need to push for a winner, teams at back four starting to tire, back five, whatever, whoever we come up against. That little bit of pace from Walker might change the game slightly. You've got C J running up one wing mm-hmm maybe Hayne White up the other and you've got Tyler up the middle Macra up the middle Danny up the middle
6: you put yourself in the defensive shoes that,
7: that's, that's a scary situation <laughs> you're
6: getting tired and you you see someone like uh, CJ. So, yeah, CJ yeah CJ Walker coming off the bench it's you, like you, you just like
3: oh, oh no Yeah, right. it's, I think that's every defence's nightmare isn't it Let, we'll talk about formations and, and players uh, again very very shortly but let's just go back uh, for a minute just to that West Brom game let's get our final thoughts on that one as always get your uh, comments in obviously disappointing to be out of the cup because we, we could have won it um, very very proud of, of the way they played on Tuesday night and the atmosphere as well I think for me this is one thing I was thinking about in the car on the way back and then on Wednesday I don't know what you think about this Nate, but there's a hangover a little bit in certain parts of games from last season and certain players, without naming any names, are fearful of that backlash from the Stag supporters Mm. and have therefore gone into that statue mode and and froze and don't know where to go. But on Tuesday at West Brom, we were so loud, we were so vocal, we you know, the West Brom support. Do you think those players might have had a little look around and thought, Actually, you know, bloody hard yard behind us here, so yeah. I'm going to start playing.
6: Is that a, an effect which can ripple? You hope so. It's, it's just as long as it continues. I mean, you know, in some ways, I, I fear that we could go, you know, say we're going to Saturday's game and let's say Carlisle go and get an early goal. It then I think it matters then how the, the crowd react because I think the players could go, I think they can take a lot of confidence out of Tuesday night, even though we did lose, but they can take a lot because of the atmosphere, because of the way we fought as a team. Uh, we should go in with a head held high. So, you know, but it, it just depends on the mood on Saturday. Uh, I think that can very quickly be undone by negativity from the crowd. But let's just hope, as a sporters, I always feel like the more you back your team, that you're just giving yourself a better chance. But getting on their back sometimes I know it's hard because emotions take over. But you got to think of why you're there and you're there to support your team. So just get behind them, even though it's hard sometimes. but just do it because. If players are going to react more positive to that than they are to negative reactions anyway let's hear from Stags
3: boss David Flickcroft. then let's get his thoughts on uh, that uh, 2-1 defeat at West Brom in the cup obviously dumping the Stags out of uh, the League Cup at round 2 Further Stags have been for over a decade which was uh, great in itself and obviously a valiant display as well but let's get uh, his thoughts on that, and uh, and uh, we'll also hear a little bit about, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Neil Bishop as well, and uh, what a goal that was. Here's David Flickcroft.
2: It was a fantastic strike, but listen, come on, that, that sums his performance up, that professional strike. Uh, he's focused, he was focused, started a game, you know, he's, he's, he's at the age he is, but, you know, he just gets better with age. And... Comes to these places and wants to make a memory. Do you know what I mean? He wants to get the boys through. He's absolutely on the floor in there uh, because he's coming tonight to represent uh, and represent himself as well. You know, and he's done that. He's done everything he can. But the strike is just he's Neil Bishop. He, he just is. He's, he's pristine in his work. He's pristine in what he does. And uh, you know, he's he's a goal scorer. Isn't he? That's what he is. When the looks on your side, that that it's that it's the first post and it's the second and it goes in and when it doesn't you're thinking is it our night how are we going to be in that next round the other chances uh, he's probably made the wrong choice and and, you know got got that wrong Uh, young Jordan comes on gets a chance I thought Bob, Bobby, had a, Bobby Austin, had a chance I mean what, what are we talking about here it was like PSA open you know where it, it's just open for him again them key moments you've got to try and make the right decision and, and execute well uh, but it, it was a bravery the boys shown it was the, the running power that they shown um, you know we're talking about a championship team here but you know this is a premiership club it's a premiership club premiership support premiership backing you know and um and, and a manager that's galvanised a real spirit in here, and with uh, a fantastic coaching staff. So we've took them on. We've tried to go toe to toe but like I said, we, we're not in the next round, and that 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 kills me because you know um, I desperately wanted to be.
3: David Flickcroft speaking to you. I follow after the game at West Brom, a two-one defeat there. Of course, you can watch that full interview on uh, iFollow and you can also see the highlights on there as well Um, obviously mentioned Neil Bishop there obviously Neil Bishop's goal was an absolute screamer watched it back Si several times
8: (laughs) several (laughs) different angles several times several different angles yeah what a hit absolute screamer
3: did you expect that from a player like Neil Bishop it's more of an well, offensive player yeah, well isn't he, he is
8: him? but you know like I just said to you while David Flintcroft was talking
3: if he scores one like that every week I shan't complain and that's the <laughs> second good game he's had I mean he's, he's, he started off a little bit a uh, little bit shaky but not not awful um, he just picked up a few silly yellow cards but sort of settled in missed the uh, the Accrington game was rested then was rested because of the way we played against Accrington missed the game after that came back in had a really decent game at Maxfield I thought he was Uh, undeserved I think I felt he was probably deserving of uh, being up there for a man of the match contender and then again on uh, Tuesday at West Brom seemed to do well sort of digging us out at the back and getting us moving a little bit and was in the right place at the right time to score what was a beautiful finish well exactly and if you think a lot of this season has
7: been not being able to do anything with the ball and getting it stuck in the corner not being able to do anything with it and I think a lot of credit to actually, where the goal came from, comes down to CJ managing to take the pass down, uh, get past the defender and cut it back across. And fair enough, I think it was Tyler that didn't quite time his run right and missed it slightly, and then it's rolled through to Bish. But I think as a team, that worked well. We got their defence weren't quite in shape properly. They weren't they weren't set as a back four like they should have been. You've got players everywhere. And I th- we hit them when we needed to. We were, A lot of the time, we were trying to pass it into the net. But we, we managed to figure it out and managed to actually like, penetrate the defence where there were gaps. Whereas that's something we've not done this season so far. We've had the gaps, but we've not utilised them. So a lot of positives. And I think Bish worked very well with Maka when he came on. And I think that's uh, a massive positive for games to come hopefully a good centre mid partnership between the pair of them
6: yeah they do seem to have a decent little partnership going don't they mate? yeah and I think that's uh, you know we need that core of the team to be quite a consistent one and then you've got your other players around that that you can sort of change around a little bit um, and it's that position really that sort of defensive midfield position where beside Bishop I don't really fancy anybody else in that position at the moment No. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's the right position for Mellis. He didn't. He came. He, you know, he didn't have a great game. And but He hasn't really had a good start to the season, has he? Really? Let's be honest. So, um, at the moment, I don't really know anyone else that can play that position. So, uh, yeah, Bishop has made it his own. I think, and I think he deserves to. Uh, you know, definitely be starting on Saturday anyway. Well, let's
3: look at that. Obviously, uh, let's sort of move that and turn that into the next sort of topic, which of course is. The loan window closes at 5 p.m. tomorrow, so you know just sort of under 23 hours to go. In terms of outgoing, um, always potential movement. I know that Danny Rose is still on the transfer list. Um, he was asked about that by David uh, by, He was asked. David Flickcroft was asked about that uh, in his press conference um, today and um, sort of hinted that you know Rose is pretty much happy to stay and going to go there he did say that there has been some interest from clubs but me personally I genuinely don't see um, him going I think if he was going to go he'd have gone on the Friday after the transfer window shut initially a couple of weeks ago yeah. and he wouldn't have been involved in any way shape or form in the first team since then and I think his yeah. performance Tuesday night again highlighted his commitment for the course
8: exactly yeah um, like you say if anybody was coming in for him you would thought that they come coming for him Tuesday, yesterday, and wanted him to train with the his new team, so he could be straight into team on Saturday sort of thing. But with that not happening, it's all good for us because we want we want Danny. The, the fans want Danny to play for Mansfield, and and I think in a way, I know we've we've touched on this topic a few times on here. It, his head was turned, and you know he was it, it was promised something and then it kind of carpet was swept away from under his, his feet sort of thing so he he had to he had to come back and you know credit to Danny his head's not gone down when he's come on he's good 100% well he's had to he's had to
6: win the fans back over well yeah it's, 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 and, in some ways given a kick over the, the back side really
8: but if he'd have wanted to go he could have pressed for the he could have pressed he could have just been like I don't want to train I don't want to play you know and forced forced David Flitcroft to let him go whereas he hasn't he's he's kind of knuckled down he's kind of realised what's happened to him and like in a way yeah he's had to win the fans back and you know uh, he, like you guys say I think he deserves to start on Saturday
3: I think a big thing with Rose as well and Flitcroft mentioned this in his press conference today is that mentality thing um, Rose he said that Rose felt scared about Appearing in a Mansfield shirt again, and you know, coming on the reception from the fans. But I think you know, it's grown and grown and grown. Obviously, getting that goal against Accrington was a massive, massive thing when he did. But it's grown and grown and grown, and the fans have never really particularly fallen out of love with him. And again, it showed on Tuesday, you know, how passionate they were about him. And, and it, his reaction as well come to you know, the goal to the misses that he made. He, he was so gutted to miss, so gutted that we were out and. But also so delighted that we scored and we did. It says he's a Mansfield Town player. Yeah, you think
7: back to what fans do. You think most fans, when they've got a star player wanting to go, they're like, "Oh, we don't care," just because they're disappointed or sad that they're going because they don't want them to go. So I think that's possibly probably the reason why most fans fell out with him. But Accrington, good game didn't do too bad at Macclesfield off game like you said most players but I think you just look at the the relief the the excitement the the celebrations from West Brom on Tuesday night uh, joining in with Bish and uh, Tyler and everyone else it, it just seems that he does wear his heart on his sleeve and I think it, it was led wayward by whether well, it's I Peterborough like, or
8: whatever let's face it if that had happened, if he had not been led astray and things like that, he would have never under that transfer requested. Exactly. exactly.
6: I think the it's only way no. he will go now is obviously getting towards the end of low winner, but still a transfer winner. Isn't it? So we're getting towards the end of that now. I think unless there's any teams out there that who have probably invested heavily and they're not and they're struggling or whatever and they're desperate for a striker and just think counter. well well yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly, can you imagine well, but, um, well no never going to happen don't but, you know, if, if a team does come in and they pay the actual price that we that we asked for so first of all it's got to be us to accept that and then then the offer being given to Danny and then it's just whether it's something that's appealing now, I don't, don't think don't, it'd be in a rush to leave I think it'd have to be the right, a real right move but I can't see it happening
3: now don't quote me on this and I may be really wrong but I believe that the price that we have set to him. Does anyone remember the Richie Barker story from uh, from Legends Live when he was telling us about what he said to Hartlepool? Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Obviously but He was saying that he demanded wages which he knew they couldn't afford. I think that's pretty much our situation with clubs who are bidding for Rose. Our valuation and our, the amount of money we want for him is so ridiculous that clubs are just and we're so stern with it and playing with it playing it with a straight face that clubs aren't touching it uh, I just don't see I don't see anybody in our, in our division coming in for him that's got that money to spend and I don't see anybody in League One who has the money to spend who needs a striker I just think it's lazy journalism from certain people and I, I can say that because I know how the industry works because that's what I do for a day job um, creating a story creating headlines creating clickbait which ultimately works to unsettle the fans, unsettle the players, and create a talking point and sell advertising, mm-hmm. sell newspapers, sell whatever, because that's the way the industry works. So I think
7: it's like the, the background information that they received is mostly absolute tosh. And it's like, if you put something that's clickbait, people will read it.
6: And people will respond to it.
7: Exactly. You look some people at, don't even
6: read it. Some people so, just read the title, don't they? Well, exactly. Yeah. Some
7: pe- <laughs> Rose on the way out. People are going to think, "Oh no, what's what's going off?" You so they'll the read it, and it's up? like, "Oh, Danny Rose could be going out on loan." It's not exactly leaving full
3: time, is it? No, exactly. It's a, a lot of it is is here saying a lot of it is to yeah, it entice people to click on certain websites and to read certain articles and to generate certain income. It's lazy. It's not reporting facts. It's bad practice, isn't it's, it? It's, it's, it's bad practice. But that's what this industry absolutely, absolutely stinks of. This industry, unfortunately. Uh, my view is, like I said, like I said, he's going nowhere. He's a Mansfield Town player. The fact he hasn't come off the transfer list yet, so what? It doesn't. That doesn't matter. Um, I believe he probably will. You know, once the loan window's done. You know, agents have a big part in this as well. But the fact is. He's staying, in my opinion, because he's played and he looks like he wants to wants to be involved. I don't think you'd have got the reaction out of Danny Rose um, that we have seen every time he's every single time he's come on if he was leaving the club. And all that absolute crap about he threw a shirt into the stand on Tuesday after West Brom. How somebody's conducted a story out of that is is beyond me. Every single game, uh, he pretty much you know nine times out of ten might do that and it's, and I've noticed the last couple of games as well there's actually been a couple of little kids in the stands who've actually had banners saying Danny Rose can I have your shirt it, you know it could well be that it's just making a mountain out of a molehill, isn't it yeah yeah most definitely Callum in the comments says if Rose stays I'd like to see him start on Saturday I really like Walker but he's not exactly been the star we all expected him to be I think he's probably better as a last twenty minutes impact. sub. So, well, let's talk about that. I mean, um, I, I feel like we're falling into that trap of talking about, you know, and sort of playing up to the the situation really in terms of outgoings. I think, you know, going back to the systems and things like that. For me to beat Carlisle to get three points, four four two, Rose up front, possibly with with Davis. What, what would what would you what would you go with? Similar sort of player, though, aren't they?
6: that's my issue with that with them two up together
8: so you probably I would I would play him with Walker the other thing there the other thing there yeah or Otis well
3: you say I was going to say the other thing there though is obviously on Tuesday it was Walker on the right and Otis Khan up front as this central forward so I I don't see I think Rose and Khan would be a a good pairing with you know the likes of CJ and Tyler maybe you know even Ormari
6: you know pushing in from, from those wide areas and contributing hmm. I, I, I think I'm not too worried I, I just think Rose deserves to start but I'm not too worried who, who he's playing with I think whoever it is could could work by the exception of, I I just don't know I, I don't think until you've seen it I don't know how it would work with Davis I just think they're very similar players but whether it's Khan, whether it's Walker I, I think either of those could work so it's a good option really
7: never you know I mean, it could be Callum Butcher up
3: front we've seen him play
6: up oh, front this season oh so like Nick, you know yeah, Bobby might, might
3: have a shot might be in for a he shot knows. you'd put him <laughs> up there wouldn't you uh, just finally on the, on the Rose thing before we talk about other incomings uh, and other potential loans uh, as well Roger says I think uh, Rose will start on Saturday um, whispers around the club from the, the players according to the people who've been down to training that Rose is going nowhere and Danny says in the comments which I completely disagree with uh, everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course, though. Rose did look like he was saying goodbye at the end of the game, though, Craig. Have to admit that on Tuesday night. Completely disagree. If it, I think if he'd have been saying goodbye, he'd have literally like been crying and
6: high-fiving. <laughs> I it, we'll find it, out. It, I him. think he threw his shirt to some fans. It happens. Done. It was a, there was, I don't know what game it was. It was someone who gave the, gave the shirt to a fan at half-time. So maybe they... Uh, were they leaving at half-time? I don't know. You can't read it. It's... it's that happened for
3: a
7: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
6: to me. Not. <laughs> oh dear. Well it's like yeah, you, 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 you yeah. watch Can the... I have your sure, shirt please. <laughs> be picture. For
3: it Green away. <laughs> yeah. um, That's uh, a good idea, I like it.
7: You look at It <laughs> probably will do that now as well. Yeah. Stop it. Um, I think it's like if you look if you actually watch the video back of the goal after, while everybody else is still celebrating, Danny Rose has stood there going, come on, get getting the fans going. If he didn't care about us, this club, our fans, our players, would he do
3: that? Exactly, that's the question you've got to ask, isn't it? What about. Would would he have that passion? No.
7: So, I think, like going back to what Craig said, the stories about him leaving are made up on very, very little truth. And I think saying goodbye is jumping to massive conclusions. So.
3: You know what I'm going to do at the end of this series? I'm going to take my shirt off throw it towards the camera and say an emotional goodbye. I might do it after
6: every episode. <laughs> what do He's you mean? Leaving. He's leaving. <laughs> I goodbye. You... Oh no, no, I'm not not so celebrating to take his shirt off. <laughs> <Absolutely> not. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a new I mean, podcast. Uh,
7: <laughs> Craig's going to have a new oh. podcast next season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Meat, meat doesn't matter. I mean... For- Forest Green.
3: No. Oh. Meat doesn't matter. Oh dear. One man who was uh, inspirational on Tuesday was uh, Neil Bishop at West Brom. Uh, whilst I punched him in the face, let's hear from <laughs> Neil Bishop on his performances. Obviously, the old, one of the oldest players, I think the oldest player actually uh, in the squad uh, at the moment. Uh, he's been talking about uh, age and he thinks it's literally just a number.
5: I was right next to Bobby and I th- it, it, there was probably too many players in his way, it, it, if anything, too many of our players in his way. You know, it was all or nothing at that point and to be fair Bobby's connected really well and I think if he does not need to do whatever it, is, it was going in but you know we've given everything we gave it everything we had and it, I was gutted after the game because I thought the lads deserved at least the, the chance for a penalty shootout to see who, to see who won it um, but there you go these things happen obviously delighted to come here um, I train every day pre-season I feel I feel, I feel strong Um the gaffer told me he was resting me against Stacred, and um, and then obviously the performance was unbelievable. So I was disappointed to miss the Saturday game. You know, I don't care how old you are, you want to play every game, every minute of every game, and I'm no different. You know, I understand completely where the manager was coming from, um, but you know, I put, I put pressure on myself to, to play every game and to perform every game. I, I want to do that to help the team. You know, um haven't come here just to to chill out and, and at my age just to just to. You know top of a few more league games have come here to try and achieve something and you know this club this set of players the way the club's set up it's it, it set up to do that and you know, like I said I'm as ambitious as ever and you know I, I want to play play every game and, and contribute to, to a successful season again you've got to be harsh on yourself if I felt physically I couldn't meet the demands of, of what was being asked of me I, I'd walk away you know whether it was December January, you know whatever it is because I'd hate to think I was letting anyone down the chairman the manager and especially my teammates you know I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be on the pitch there and knowing I couldn't do. But like I said, at the minute um, I feel really strong, I've played forty plus games for about ten, fifteen years now. So, um, and obviously, we, we, it, it's really good here. We have the data, you know, we have the analysis of performance, out, out distance covered, sprints. So you know, all that's there as a help and a base, and and obviously um, a, a tool to go off, so you can see physically if you if you are performing.
3: Neil Bishop speaking to iFollow Stakes. If you want to watch that interview in full, head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Obviously, uh, speaking quite openly there about his age, he says, you know, it, it's just a number to him, but he says if he doesn't perform to the, rest, to the standards he, he sets very highly, then uh, he'll, he'd, he'd happily walk away. But I think, you know, he's been a very, very good signing for us as Neil Bishop. The goal was. He, very deserved on Tuesday at West Brom and above all else I think we've got a, a relatively young squad in some areas and that experienced head in that, that position is going to stand us in good stead when you get to later on the season. Well you think that's
7: something that we picked up on a lot last season that we didn't have that experienced head we've got a, a very very young squad last season you think what the oldest was probably 33 I think that was a most games, or Logan, or someone like that. So, you think it, that experienced head was lacking, and we did lack leadership in a lot of games. In games where we just felt a bit, it's Cheltenham, Colchester, trying to think where else we got absolutely hammered everywhere, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, it's it's we just didn't have that experienced head, but now this season we seem to have. That little bit more leadership in the midfield, and I think Bishop's stepped up to the mark. Mack has improved this season so far. Christian Pierce, uh, even more controlling than he was before, very, very good defensive this season as well. Conrad seems a lot more vocal this season. Bobby's making the step up as well. We've got born leaders on the pitch. Last season we didn't have any, now we've got plenty. And I think that's going to be a massive part. Come the the long long nights in January, December, whatever.
6: I, I think you related to it a minute ago that the, the most important thing is yes, it's experience, but it's a position as well. Like he's in the most important. I think for an experienced player, he's in the most important position possible already. Because if he does get beaten for pace, whatever, he's got defenders behind him. But so you don't have to worry about it too much. Well, you know if he's the last defender, then yes, yeah, an issue. But I think he's there in the middle of the pitch. He's got all the players around him that he needs, uh, that experience. He, he can hold that position. He knows when it's you know the, the, all these years where he's played all these games. He's going to know when he where he needs to be positioning wise. When he needs to drop back. When he can push forward. It, it, it's going to be like such second nature to him. So I just think where he plays is the most important thing for an experienced player like that.
3: Yeah, Long may he continue in that line-up. Uh, of course few comments coming in in, as always on the live feed let's talk a little bit about CJ Hamilton Um, Callum says um, good to see CJ played on the left again against West Brom if he doesn't start there on Saturday I think Flitcroft will have to eat a few quarter pounders put on his best Scottish accent, and shout CJ! at him all game to get him to play uh, to play better Uh, I think he I think you know what that's a, a very valid comment I think he looked dangerous playing Especially when we went four four two in the second half, he looked a little bit more dangerous, didn't he? Playing a little bit further forward, played a hand in that goal, even though it was on the right side. But uh, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) that didn't really work. (laughs) Just playing forward and just having that attacking bit more space to attack. That's really, really, you know, what what we saw last season of CJ and what we've perhaps missed
6: a little bit this season. He's such a threat, and I think like we said about it's not just him but other players playing in their main positions you know is he's a young lad as well so you, when you're comfortable in your position you, you, your confidence is, you, you, will grow as well so uh, putting him where he plays best and where he knows he can really get at defenders and he's yeah you know, he is going to frighten defenders so why not put him you know put him where he's most comfortable and let's uh you know go for the jugular with him because he's got that he's got that pace he's got that Sort of power, and he's, he's certainly improved on his distribution as well. So, uh, I think he's too key of a player to play out of position. You um, look at Colchester,
7: for example, he got a little bit of freedom up that like left hand side, but it was the same situation we've been in a lot of the season. We've got stuck upfield and not managed to do anything, so we've had to go backwards. You look at Tuesday night, he was running that right side of, the right side of their defence ragged. And in second half, you would got over a 1,000 fans shouting, run at him. run, yeah. <laughs> And you think... We're it, not
6: all Scottish, you know. Exactly.
7: <laughs> and it's, but it's like, it, it were playing on the left-hand side, but where the goal came from, it was on the right-hand side. It was completely out of position, the wrong place, but it ended up playing the best pass of the game just to slide it in just enough... But it's that little step up in, in ability that he's made this season. Before, he could he could make a pass, but not the same as what he's done so far this season, picking out a pass from 20 yards, 30 yards, making them runs that he might not have made last season. Fair enough, he'd have gone down the wing, but um, just trying to skin defender and actually like get right to the byline. Whereas before, it just ping it in from about 20 yards out. And it's just that little bit further where it's making his play a little bit more effective. He does
6: need it on his strong foot, though. And that's where being on the left does, does help him. I mean, oh, yeah, he's got no right foot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why I think he needs to be there on, on, on the left-hand side. But, like you said, the goal did come from being on the right. And I think if he's got that flexibility so he can switch over every now and then, as long as he, another player who's on the right has a, is on the same wavelength, then and they... Yeah, if they can switch then great so that's, only, that's just added an extra aspect to our attack that the defenders have got to think about so yeah I mean, by all means be, be fluid about it but I just think his main position has probably got to be on the left
3: yeah completely yeah. agree uh, Roger in the comments says some bigger clubs might come sniffing for CJ if he starts defender to put in somebody. some uh, great performances in hope they don't though and uh, Gary says playing on the left he caused damage against Accrington he's a heartbreaker to a defender when running at them uh, with the ball so yeah Definitely. Com- completely agree it's another you know I think if we go four 4 two another reason perhaps to go four two and kill teams up because Flickcroft has you know been speaking in his press conference um, today which we'll hear a little bit of very very shortly indeed but he's been talking about being more clinical being more ruthless and being better in attack because again for, it goes back to the Maxfield game first off we've created numerous countless chances but only taken one um and then we've you know we've pretty much therefore been the masses of our own downfall we've got to be more clinical because it's the same theme game upon game upon game well yeah you look at Colchester
7: missed plenty of chances in that one plenty of chances missed at Tranmere that we probably should have put away uh, Saturday at Macclesfield we got three cleared off the line in a space of about 15 minutes and it's and then Tuesday night another example fair enough it was a much improved performance but there were still chances that we probably should have buried but we just need to hope that, that that heartache from Tuesday night losing in in the way that we did and actually having that fight about us that we've lacked a lot this season hopefully it pushes the players on like makes them a little bit more passionate puts that extra 10% of effort in because that 10% wins us games then every player needs to be putting it in because we can't... Fair enough, it's only at the beginning of the season we've got a long way to go but you think if... in But them four points that we've missed out on Well, exactly. Martin, crucial at end. Come May, if we've missed out on the playoffs by three points like we did last season those three points we've dropped earlier in the season.
6: I think a big thing is as well that we, you've just been saying about how the players should be lifted from that Tuesday night performance so yeah obviously it just when we went out but we should be lifted by it but this is why I'm a massive fan and this comes down to what I think you're going to rant about in a bit Craig but about possibly going on a cup run because if we didn't have that Tuesday night game I feel like we could have all been sat here I'm feeling quite disappointed off of Saturday's result because that's how it felt after the game and we wouldn't have had it felt that like a loss, didn't it? Again. Yeah, absolutely. It felt like a big loss, and it, it was really disappointing. There's a lot of negativity about it, but I feel like Tuesday night, even though we lost, you know, we, the fact that we had that cup game, we had a game where we could bounce back on a game that, yeah, you know, there wasn't really much pressure on us as such. We expected to lose, so we could go out there and and give it a go. And it's given us that that sort of uh, as supporters that encouragement that we can now go into Saturday not off the back of a game that feels like we've lost. We can go back into a game that feel like actually. We're proud to be Mansfield Town supporters. We took a great following, great support. The players gave it all so we can go in there and hopefully generate a bit of atmosphere on Saturday. So I feel like another benefit of cup runs is that sort of thing, what, what it can do for, for a club. And hopefully, you know, touch wood, that's exactly what it does for Saturday. we going with a bit of momentum. Roger says, had a
3: similar problem last season with not being clinical. They must believe in their abilities and just do it. I think uh, one a comment which came in earlier on as well, which uh, I can't find now because it's too far up, but uh, was about, I'm trying to vaguely remember, it was about... Trying to walk the ball into yeah. the goal, which we're so guilty of. We, we've, we're almost trying to, you know, those videos you see on YouTube where people walk around and get on their hands and then edit over the line and back flick it. It's almost like we're trying to do that sometimes, you know, like when you used to do on the school field. We just need to just have a bit more instinct about us and
6: get it the was, shots away when we get to the edge of the box. And it was great for under. the of sixth goal, wasn't it? Like, yeah, you know, you know, you play the passes and. Uh, but you can do you that when you five one up. So, yeah, it's different, isn't it? Yeah. But so many times, especially Tuesday night, we were crying out, "Just hit it, hit it!" You know, so many times. I can't. Remember, I've lost count of times, but you know, fans around us shouting, "Just hit the ball!" Sort of thing, you know. But it, it got a bit frustrating. But then actually, we did start in it, and uh, you know what? what happened. Rose hit the hit the hit the, hit the post and Bishop went in and had uh, a few more chances as well exactly so it did happen in the end if we take that initiative and we just step it up that extra 10%
3: in terms of having shots and not trying to be pretty all the time we will hit and we will hurt teams time upon time upon time we just need to believe in ourselves a little bit more we just need one of those them to go in don't we but it's yeah. also the fact that Bishop's out. from
8: 25 exactly
7: yards. we're not going to come up against teams as good as West Brom every week We're not going to come up against defences like theirs. We're not going to come up against a goalkeeper like theirs who's proven at Championship and Premier League levels, made some good saves and really kept them in the game. And I think, fair enough, we weren't clinical, but it's creating them chances that we haven't done this season so far. So let's hope that that little bit of confidence that we've had to take a shot on, hopefully that transfers into the games that we've got coming up Obviously, we've got Carlisle and then Checker Trade Trophy action away at Lincoln. Not quite so important, but it's a competitive game nonetheless. You still need to try And I think if, as long as we can get that, that level of passion and energy that we've managed to draw from the players at West Brom, transfer it into the league games, then there's no reason why we can't beat any team that's in this division.
3: We'll talk Lincoln, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk Carlisle, we'll talk cup runs and uh, more uh, in a moment. But first, the news this week, obviously, uh, next Saturday, um, no game because uh, we have three players away on international duty, which is fantastic. Uh, Christian Pearce uh, has been called up by Barbados. And Maury, oh, oh Maury. Maury, has been uh, called up by St Kitts. And uh, Ryan Sweeney, of course, has been called up for the Republic of Ireland under-21s uh, yet again, which means for the first time, I think, ever, but I'm sure there'll be somebody that will correct me. Um, we've got a game called off in the league due to international caps. You're Timpot if you don't get any, if you're not getting a <laughs> off for international caps, aren't you? So that's and thing. If, if you think if we play that
7: game, we're going to get a ripped. To- Pieces, you think we've got no defence? We've got n- absolutely no chance of playing that game. We've, we've got rap- no chance. Oh, exactly. You've got Sweeney F- in F- Pierce. His in his boots.
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Fuch you got
7: Ben Futch John Dempster, uh, Jamie oh, McGuire. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll loan in Jonathan Delarue. Yeah, it sounds like What's we're playing it?
6: over fifties walking football here. No offence, lads, if you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> I don't know, like being controversial on the national <laughs> matters podcast, isn't it? Oh dear! <laughs> but it's, it's great, isn't it, to to have that quality of players in there that 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 are going to do this. I think it's credit to them; they've uh, equipped themselves right and put in their performances. So uh, good on them. I us hope that whatever experiences they they get whilst they're out on international. Uh, duties That's how they can bring it back into international
7: like, even though they're not top level countries it's still a national team
3: well I think I'm going to disagree slightly I mean Republic of Ireland for, for well, exactly. the Sweden what he, wants. he will play for the Republic of Ireland top side yeah. when he's in 2-3 years time when he's developed I hope so yeah he's absolutely class defender I've been really impressed with him yeah. but I think the one I'm most pleased with is, is, is Pierce. I mean he was capped a couple of times for England's under-17s and under-19s earlier in his career. Obviously gone off the radar and obviously not got in the England set up because of where he's been playing and what leagues he's been playing. But you know, to be recognised by a country, obviously by association or whatever, I think that's a great, great experience for him at 28.
7: I think, you know what, I'm going to be a little bit controversial. I think the best thing that happened to Manchester was when... I think, was it Adam Murray that signed Christian Pearce?
3: Yeah, it was Murray that oh, signed well,
7: Pearce, well, yeah. We moaned years ago about signing conference players. Christian Pearce was undoubtedly, I think, the best signing we've made in the last, what,
3: five, six years? I don't think I can massively disagree with that, other than exactly. maybe Rose, but... but True, but... Was, six six was, years, Alan,
8: is it since we got promoted?
3: Well, or uh, Matt Green about
7: that. Matt <laughs> no, Green
6: about that. Matt Green was here before that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the key thing yeah. is, he said signing a conference player. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, I,
3: agree, I can see what he say. I think he's really developed. I mean, when he first came to the club, I remember watching him and thinking it's a bit slow. He's not, he's not up to standard. He's, he's not going to get there. He's not fit. He's, he's not. He's came with an game. injury, didn't he? Obviously, yeah. As, as you yeah, say, yeah. He came with an injury, and he's absolutely overturned it. And I think you know, do you know what? I know obviously Zander was captain last year and then obviously got injured, and then Pierce sort of took the armband. He's the most natural choice for captain, I think. He's, he's a leader, he's a good, solid defender. And do you know what? I, as as much as we talk it in football in terms now that players don't tend to stay at clubs yeah. for that long, I can see Pierce going on to be in 10, 15 years' time, and we're still churning out Legends Lives. I can see it being Legends Live of Christian Pierce. Oh, I hope so.
7: That'd
6: be good. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think he's he's on that track. I I, I think um, every club needs those sort of players as well. Those players that make a lot of you know a lot of appearances. They're around the club for a long time. It's like that core of your team, and uh, I, I I can see him him and yeah Benny's been here for a while now. But you look past those two, and there isn't really that many that have been here for a long time. But is there one? going?
7: been here a couple of years, have not they? Yeah.
6: Cj Mal,
3: uh, I think. Mal and, uh and, and Pierce
6: the two longest circles. Then, yeah. then
3: it's CJ and, and C J and, and
6: Danny. Danny. But especially defender. I just feel like there's that's the normal the position where you normally get a player that stays at the club for a long, long time and uh I I agree completely. I feel like Pierce could be that that player who makes a lot of uh, appearances
3: for us well let's hear uh, from boss David Flitcroft again let's hear what he's had to say on those international call ups of course it's it's meant that the game at Crewe uh, in a week on Saturday has been postponed so we have got uh, a free Tuesday, Saturday night at Crewe. In Crewe he doesn't <laughs> fancy, fancy that uh, doesn't mean you know, that you know people can. Who was going to watch the tour of Britain can now go to crew oh, or whatever.
6: I'm happy but an before, so, uh, no, i an so now I won't be able to make that one. So well, happy. I won't be able to make crew
7: away cause of my
3: job. So there,
7: there you go. love crew away, it's great. There you
3: go. So
6: there you go. So you never know, you never know.
3: So it has had some positives uh, for some people. Let's have a little listen to see what David Flickcroft makes of um, those international call ups, and in particular, he had praise for the stats captain, Christian Pierce.
2: It's great for the players, you know, and. Uh, and certainly, Piercy. He's gonna. I'll have to go over and watch that one. In Barbados. Uh, get the trunks. Uh, trunks ready for that one. But uh, now, nah, listen. Twenty-eight to get a call up. You know and play for, uh, play for. You know your country. It's he's he's chuffed with it. You know it's come at a time in his life that he probably didn't realise it. So, um, you know, as you get more experience, you appreciate uh, moments in football more. I think sometimes as a young player. Uh, you take it for granted, you know, between maybe 18 to 24, football time is the quickest time ever, uh, you're only in a short spell, so get the most out of it, and I tell players all the time, you know, Mari's not played a lot of football, but, uh, you know, it's an opportunity for him to have a, have a great experience, and um, and I think, you know, Sweeney is a player that uh, the potential in him is huge, the potential in him is massive, and... Uh, could he become a full international? Absolutely. He's definitely got the the potential, the work ethic uh, to do that, and the ability to do that. Um, you know, and and as we've seen, you know, in, in the twenty ones and, and the nineteens and and the younger age groups, the experience is therefore to become a full international, which uh, which is sh- which any player should should strive for if they get the opportunity. Um, so for the players, I'm delighted. Our performances and results at home this season have been really encouraging, and uh, I'm really looking forward now after you know a, a, a glut of away games, a chance to really play in front of our supporters and um, and give them what they they want, which is you know supporting the football we're playing, um, but just making sure that we, we're better in that last third and we're more clinical and ruthless in that last third because that's the bit that's missing and. Uh, when we get that right, pfft, we, you know, we're not just going a match for anyone. We're, we're a very good football team.
3: Boss David Flickcroft speaking to I Follow stage. You can watch that interview if you wish to do so uh, on the main website MansfieldTown.net forward slash iFollow uh, Talking about his pride in the players getting called up for international uh, duty, and of course, um, talking about Saturday's home game uh, against Carlisle. We're better to go next then then. Uh, by talking uh, about that Carlisle game then. Um, as you can see on screen now, I've put all the, the graphics on as I've been busy doing all that. Cam's having a little look you he can't see. There you go. We're going up in the world lads. We're going up. Go yeah, We're going so. You can get this anywhere else on any other podcast. Um, so obviously Carlisle, uh, good side, doing well uh, this season under uh, Sheridan, of course, who's been who's probably had more managerial jobs than, than anything really. What are you expecting... Um, from that one, I think we need to win. I mean, using the term "must win game" at this stage of the season is, is annoying, but I mean, in terms of our confidence now, mindset, I think it's a must win for that, for that perspective, really. Let's hope
7: that John Sheridan turns up. That managed not County a few years ago. What was it five nil? Well, that's it, isn't it? And they've their transfers have been dealt with by David Lonesworth
3: yeah, he's so, is the is he is his official title director of football now. Yeah, am yeah. really looking forward to him coming back to maybe coming back and and not maybe maybe keep me away from him if we maybe, uh, uh, <laughs> do
7: see. So Did anybody else watch the KSI Logan that? Logan Paul fight? I reckon sim- something like that. David Osworth versus Craig Priest.
3: Dave, yeah. I'll floor you. Just saying. That right, right. anyway. sounds interesting. <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, um obviously. Uh, in good form at the moment. Three wins, A draw, and defeat in the last five uh, league games for Carlisle. Pretty balanced in terms of the history between the clubs as well. Thirty wins for the Stags, thirty wins for Carlisle, and seventeen draws. So it could go. Uh, it's got, got a draw, right? <laughs> one over. One, one draw, One all one, all one, right. one draw, written all over. Last it. minute uh, goal conceded. The biggest thing though is, do we go three four one two, three four two one, three four one two? or do we go four four two? 4 Cam if you were Flickcroft, what would you be putting out on paper Four four
6: two. 4 2 Nath I, I would go four four two. 4 2 I know I feel like you're going to go three four one. 4 one whatever 3, three 4 three whatever. In the back, anyway. 3 4 whatever. 3-5-1 2, three, four, four, two. Four, two. Yeah, I think it has to be doesn't it it has to be a 4 I don't think 4, it four two. Well, I, I, I don't know <laughs> I just don't I don't feel like, I, I just I feel like I'm trying to stick to his system for now until he, he really really has to change it Oh well, I, d- I don't know. I just I personally,
3: I'm I, wrong. well, I know. personally, I just feel that we'd be better suited in in that four four two. Just just to start off with it, we can always go into that three later on in the game or or vice versa. But I think we looked a lot more comfortable on Tuesday with it. And I think if you want to do one thing, the one thing we wanted to avoid was um, not making Tuesday night's game a one-off in terms of the passion, the energy and the desire, you've got to carry that into the league and I think for me you've got to start with the team that finished um, Barford, Jordan Graham on, uh, on 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 Saturday Well yeah, you hope so
7: and I think another important thing, it's the same thing we've said pretty much all season we've got to play from the first whistle You've got to be an atom haven't you? Exactly and we we're on about carrying that passion over. We we literally need to be on it as soon as that first ball is kicked. We can't let Carlisle settle into a rhythm. Set let them. We can't let them figure us out. We've got to be have that little bit of cutting edge because, like we've mentioned many times this season so far, teams are starting to figure us out. And I think if we change the system up, then hopefully we can. A create another performance similar to West Brom, uh, passion-wise, creating chances-wise, because that's something we've not done so far this season. And I think another thing is that actually, like, don't don't try and be so predictable. Don't try and make stupid passes, thirty keep forty yards. Stupid easy. To, yeah. Why Why play a, a risky 30-yard pass when you can play a 10-yard pass where there's nobody there mm. to intercept it? Just play it safe, keep it simple. And we did that on Tuesday night in the later stages, and it worked. We didn't have to play the stupidly long balls all the time. You look at the left-hand side, we would got Mal and CJ absolutely bombarding their defence with just running straight at the defence getting past them we don't you don't
3: have to play fancy football to be effective and we proved that Tuesday night Four four two. 4 2 then Nath in a four four two formation what's your uh, what's your team what
6: all of them yeah a leg and goal natural choice at the moment yeah absolutely Benin obviously it depends on uh, 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 who's going to be in it but Benin left back Sweeney and Pierce in the middle and White on the right no, right, let's hope he's back. Um, CJ left. Bishy, bish, bishy? Bish bishy? Bishy? Yeah, screw it. Bishy-bashy. With uh, probably McDonald's. Is
3: Bishy-bashy your version of the, the panto? Is it wishy-washy, Bishy-bashy? Oh, know, oh, yes it is. Oh, Carry on, on Nate. Me. Sorry. Oh, dear me. Been um, Come on, Nate. Like. <laughs> yeah, slash, 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 slash Um
6: Yeah, I don't know. I can't on the right. I don't know. Um...
3: The trouble with it in the 4-4-2 is thinking about who to play at the right-hand side. If yeah. Hayden White's fit, he's a natural choice at right-back. If he's not, you're looking at Will Atkinson because he ain't going to play Paul Anderson. I don't think you'll ever see Paul Anderson in a Mansfield no. shirt again. Sadly. For this is what worries me. We've got no cover at right-back.
6: That's, that's, that's the problem. I, I don't, Atkinson, Atkinson isn't a natural right-back,
7: is he? So... He did an alright job on Tuesday night, but he, he's very much pushed into that position. He looks very, very similar un- he looks very uncomfortable very yeah. similar to yeah. what Steve Evans did with Paul Digby trying to get him to play that unnatural position not playing him where he needs to be
6: so I know we're on about the loan market but if we are going to bring anybody in I'd like to see somebody a defender who can play right, right side by, and, yeah. and, well, just anyone on the right side so he can go into centre if he needs to or cover that right back area That's that's my only at the moment, sort of concern. Well, looking at that, um, Flitcroft
3: said in his interview earlier today, you can watch that in info on iFollow, of course, um, is that he's looking to bring in one or two on loan, obviously covering the international call-ups, because there's potential more of them later uh, in the season, Grimsby at home, uh, a, a date which has been highlighted. Um, injuries, obviously, and suspensions, because one thing we've not really spoke about tonight is a potential uh, a suspension, um, for Jacob Mellis following the incident with Sheffield Wednesday FA are going to make their decision on that very soon um, but again I, I do feel that we need that cover and I think it has to be at the back doesn't it but we've not got a lot of time uh, to, to get that sorted, to get that deal over the line
8: No he, he did say that he got a couple in my mind you know that, that they were trying to sort out so hopefully we can get at least one of them sorted. And like Nathan says, I I agree with what Nathan said. It's the right side that that we're the weakest. If we could find find another CJ, that'd be amazing. (laughs) For for
6: for for the right hand side, yeah. (laughs) I I think that (laughs) and and, and maybe a a defensive midfielder, somebody else who Bishop is not going to be able to play every single game. So I feel like we just need somebody else in there. Uh,
7: If if you look at lone players... really, we've got to get that deal over the line tomorrow morning or tomorrow lunchtime to give them a fair chance to, A, train with the squad and, B, also, because obviously they've got to travel up here, accommodation, really settle in. And they're not going to be able to do that in 24 hours, well, less than 24 hours, if you sign someone on Friday. They're not going to have a mm-hmm. chance to do that little bit of bonding with the squad.
3: I
6: don't think it's a player that needs to come into the starting line right now, though. I don't think it's that. That's the issue. It's... It's a cover. We've got to get that cover in there. Yeah. yeah, We've got to get that cover in there. I don't care if it's a signing that we make at 4.59 on uh, on Friday. I just think it's just, as long as obviously it's quality. You don't just bring anybody in for the sake of it, but we just need some cover. Yeah, we certainly do. I ser- don't care if they're not ready for Saturday. We
3: certainly do. We certainly need that, because obviously then you can always introduce them on Tuesday, which brings us nicely on uh, to Rant O'Clock, which is the Checker Trade Trophy. Um, you were saying it earlier, you know, cup competitions can do wonders for dips in form and, yeah. and bloody players but the checker trade just carries this mantle doesn't it of nobody can be bothered
6: I, I was getting really annoyed on the way back from um, from West Brom Tuesday night because I was uh, went somebody, we were on many stations I was listening to talk Sport and the, uh, the car on the way back and obviously all they were bothered about were premiership teams which uh, Naturally. rattled me anyway but second of all they were just on about um, cup competitions and how nobody cares about them anymore and they are like people have to focus on the teams but I don't understand that mentality because it's like there's so many teams that have gone on to win leagues and they've also had a cup run in there look at Lincoln for example I, 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 you know, I keep using an example but they did it in the conference Prime example, they yeah. did it last season with the with, with Checker trade and they've kept their crowds and there's a lot of people many people call them plastics but whatever they've still got the crowds and you know I feel like we'd all love to see Phil well the one called Stadium feel like that every single week like they've done it So, and that's what a cup run does for you so one it's bringing in revenue for the club two it's bringing in crowds and three it can. when you're winning games there's no better thing for players confidence is by winning games so cup runs you've got to win games to get on a cup run so that's exactly what it'll do it's, you've got to get into that mode I, I, I don't like this thing about oh you've got to focus on one thing no you don't they're football matches you go out there to win every game so do it
3: and but, four it's a prime opportunity to bring the players in it, it works in terms of the Carabao Cup as well, the first round, the African game, players who were, hadn't played a lot of football, got a few minutes, Callum Butcher, prime example, uh, with that, who can come in and make a name for themselves. The younger players, especially you know your Jordan Grahams, your Lewis Gibbons, maybe your Henry Wilders when he gets himself back fit, your Tyler Blakes, that sort of thing. You can bring those players in with the senior pros and still make good progress. Yeah.
6: But you get that so many other teams out there have got that attitude of, like, oh, we don't care about this. So it's an opportunity because they're going to part a weakened squad anyway. If they don't care, well, that's their problem anyway. As long as we go out there and do our business and equip ourselves and we've got the opportunity to bring in some of those players, like you've said, and just I'd, I'd love to see us go on a cup run for So team. I
7: think the League Cup's not too bad. It's just when you come across the Check or Trade Trophy, it's got, ever since they introduced the, the B teams into it, it, it's got a, a very bad reputation. Mm. Fans don't turn up.
6: Yeah, again, with this as well, that annoys me because it's. I feel like as supporters, we just look for a reason to complain about a competition. Now, people are going to really disagree with me on this, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> 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 they, they do. You get it all the time, but people moan about, oh, they're putting in on 21s and things like that. But you probably re- rewind um, probably six months or a couple of years, and everyone's like, Oh, I'd, I'd I'd love to see some more England under twenty, like the young England young players get a chance so they can develop in the in the you know internationally. We all want to see our country do well. Well, here we go. we are just given the chance for some under-21s teams to come into a competition. Yeah, you might say it's a bit degrading to our teams, but if we go out there and beat them, then it's not, is it? Because it's not degrading. You've gone out there and shown them that you're just Well, there's the them. thing,
3: you know, you're potentially playing against future England internationals. There's your opportunity. <laughs> to see Almost them. like, you know, it's an opportunity to see them, but it's also an opportunity to beat them and That's them something to brag and be proud of. Yeah.
7: Fair enough, you might come across some young English players but a lot of them don't play for the top teams. That's the one bugbear with a lot of people is that the top teams don't have English players in them. You look at Manchester City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea. How much of their youth team is foreign players that have been bought from other development leagues in different parts of Europe?
6: That is a how that's getting many? worse, isn't it? That's the, one, worse. that's
7: the only bugbear for me with the Czech Trade Trophy. You get some players like. I read in the newspaper earlier this week. It was like Newcastle versus Sunderland of twenty threes. There was eleven Geordies on the field playing for Newcastle. Where's that in the Checker Trade Trophy? When you've got the players, teams like Man City, Man United, Chelsea, whoever's
6: yeah, in it. I, I, I get your point. On it's that, not. Yeah, you, Everton. They are going to have a lot of English players in there. You are going to get your teams that. that, that. Wolves, who
3: we've it? got, are a prime example. Their academy setup is is brilliant, of Scott Salad is involved, and in that's well a lot of good English players. But I get your point about the, the top teams. There's, a, there's certainly a fraction. The balance isn't there, but it's, I think one thing about the checker trade is people say you know, dual games because of the low crowds, cost is an issue uh, as well for clubs. I mean, for example, how much is a ticket for for a cup match at Stakes? For example, how much was a ticket for the Accrington game? Well, it was 20 quid. You can watch it on I follow for a tenner. So that's already driving fans away. I think there needs to be a cap on ticket prices and clubs need to accept that they may well take a loss. But also there needs to be something in there which makes it a little bit more competitive maybe. You look at the amount of ex-football league clubs that are playing in the conference now do you go down that route and potentially
6: in, introduce them into the group stages? Right. I I Chesterfield, and they're, No, 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 they're no. down there, and then they're... they're non-league-ness, <laughs> like we don't want them so I think all. it's
7: like, you look... like The, the two stage games are a prime example. You can watch a League 2 team versus a League 1 team for 20 quid, but you can watch a Championship team was Premiership team last season with... A much better ground, much better players for a tenner, and yeah. it wasn't empty on Tuesday night. There was a decent crowd in.
6: I'm just going to put it in our comparison, yeah, yeah. though. But what you just said about the club making a loss because the ticket prices blah, blah blah and being streamed and things like that. Well, there's one way to recoup that money, and that's by getting through. That's because it. That's exactly. they they've giving you that incentive. Head. The check of trade, you know, uh, compared to previous years where it's been LDV vans and all these other sort of, all, all these other names have come under. It has now got more financial incentive for clubs to go on and be successful. So, The money is there. There is great money to be won in the checker trade and it's, it's
3: gone up again this year. And you look at, like you mentioned earlier, Nath, you know, what Lincoln have done with that last year. They got to the final, they won the competition, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah. You know, And they've invested that money and brought in players like Akindi to boost their chances in the league. What they've been able to do with the money they've recouped from that, and then going actually to the previous season, Coventry were the winners the year before. They invested the money they got through the competition um, into their squad, and what did it do? And if, it and won in promotion. And if Lincoln
6: go up this season, you can argue exactly the same thing. So people are then too way too short sighted. They're thinking, well, we're going to focus on the league this year. Well, if you're going to fail the league this year, like. Then it's a real failure. but say if you win the cup you've had a decent season, but say you just m- miss out like Lincoln did this this uh, well last season, then you've got that money like like they've done and use it for next season, then you can really be strong and go out there it's it, It's not just about the here and now winning the league there's a lot more to football and that's there's so many ways you can grow the gates, grow your club by financially there's just so much more to it
3: and if we win Saturday in the league and then go to Lincoln, another league two team who are going to be up there at the end of the season therefore going to be competing against us for a promotion or a playoff place and then beat them that in terms of confidence in the dressing room is great but also on the terraces is great because we've already beat them I just think this attitude of the checker trade is it's nothing it's a byproduct. its it's Uh a necessity of the league needs to go and we just need to focus on winning games because winning games ultimately bring success so what if you have to play so what if you have to play three, four, five, six extra games a season. That's why you have a bloody squad.
6: And that's and that's what the squad's there, the players, individual players wanna play games. Well, you've got it there, right, in front you got extra games where different players have got an opportunity of playing a game, so I think it yeah.
7: it's still competitive football against a team that's very similar in ability. You think Lincoln have got a fantastic squad, so have we. That should be a good game. Even if we play the reserve team. But it gives that Chance for players like you probably expect someone like Jordan Graham to possibly start. No, I don't Gib- mind that. As a Lewis, fan, exactly. I want to watch
3: him play. I want to watch him Mansfield play. Jordan
7: um, Lewis Gibbons is another one that will probably play. Possibly Danny Rose will probably play. Maybe Tyler Walker will play. Uh, play. Paul Anderson, another one, not pushed out. Should, yeah. Should, <laughs> <play.
6: laughs> Should play. Should play.
7: <laughs> Should play. Probably won't. But it's that situation where players have been pushed out of the main squad but get that chance to come back in you look at Callum Butcher not really done didn't really do much last season didn't do much at the beginning well earlier on this month plays against Accrington as an
3: absolute stormer and that week he comes off the transfer list and I think he was very actually very unlucky to actually go off on Tuesday I think if he'd not got that bit of a knock with his with his head then I think he'd have probably stayed on and maybe influenced the game as well so Completely agree. But now we've got an opportunity for someone to burst the bubble if they wish to do so. Yeah, um, you've heard one. us argue for the Checker Trade Trophy. with us? Or um, do I need to punch you in the face as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
8: but my point the other week was, is get the youngsters in and you all disagreed with me. And now this week, you're all no, saying get them I, in.
6: I, I, see, this is a thing. It's not just about... It's like...
8: You can't say one thing For one cup And then say Next thing for another You well, may disagree with me though No I I, I,
6: I, I, you, I agree You I, didn't You, I mean you, I mean you, you, you didn't disagree,
8: disagree with me
3: Oh I thought I'd now though Well you haven't
6: It's put the youth team in But It's still got to be strong team We've still got to go out there To win the game but I think
3: so. there lies The problem Because you're saying Putting the youth team in It's the not but the, not youth, the youth, youth team It's, it's
6: the Mansfield Town Bloody squad And mix
7: in Some young players in It's not even the youth team The players that are the youth our first team players yeah, trained with the first system. team, played for the first team. John Graham trained like, and played. And like I said, other
6: week,
8: like I said, other week, play Lewis Gibbons. So we know that if we got, we need to rely on him during, you know, season. We've got somebody there to play on him. And you lot were like, no, <laughs> we didn't need not? that. We no.
7: didn't need that cover at the time, though. Obviously, we've had Matt Preston go out. We've had. Yeah, but what what you, this, the, this what, is the point about
8: you prefer to see Lewis Gibbons in a stag shirt knowing that if we needed to rely on him against Carlisle on Saturday you know that he's decent enough to come in and do it because you've seen him play against Hackington or Macclesfield last week
7: well exactly but he wouldn't start or West Brom if you play. but what
8: if <laughs> relied upon that's what oh, I yeah. saying. If,
7: if needed then he can that's play that's what I'm saying
8: that's what I'm saying but then like well, other week when well, I said don't play him when you did play him against Accrington, you're like, oh no, let's, let's have a cup run.
7: If Don't work. If we'd got <laughs> You're going back on your words. If we'd got David Murphy fit, if we'd got Xander Diamond fit, if yeah, we'd we haven't. got if we haven't. Got Matt Preston fit, Gibbons wouldn't even have a chance of getting but off the bench.
8: Is, the thing is most weeks. we haven't. So we need to rely on Lewis to come in and do a job so these cup runs will be decent yeah, enough my, like, for him to play yeah, so, so we the, know that he's decent enough to
6: play the against the are, are you talking about fielding a whole no, group young no. team or putting a couple of in there couple um, well, that's, that's, well then I agree with you if you're on about like Jordan Graham if, if
8: Danny Rose gets injured or if, you know, Tyler Walker gets injured, we've got to rely on Jordan
3: Graham. Why am I go
6: clinking? Why does everyone feel angry right. And
3: do you know what? This this is, which is what brings it back around, and you're gonna get angry again, Nathan. Shelley's just put in the comments. Oh here we go. Not <laughs> going to the chicken soup trophy on Tuesday as the league is more important. No,
6: no it's not. It's yeah, it's boy okay, yes it's more important, but I'm not. I'm not doing this again. No, no, no. I, I'll,
3: I'll say it for you. Yes, the league is more important in terms of development. But the way to develop in the league and push on in the league is by investing and taking cup competitions seriously. Every game is a game of football that is there to be won. So let's
6: go and do it. And you've got those free games there, where you've got the opportunity to, like you say, develop young players. 1-2 1-2 1-2 Everyone <laughs> and, But yeah, bring, bring, bring a few in Go on a cup we'll To get some good cup ties Then you can start bringing some crowds But I'll in. tell you what And the crowds are going to enjoy it If you win And you get revenue from winning Bigger crowds It just makes It makes sense And this is the way to end it Because i tell
3: you what We are sitting here arguing about Whether to take this competition seriously or not As It happened Back in 2010 2011 In the FA Trophy um, when we ended up getting to Wembley If Mansfield Town reached Wembley A Wembley final In the Checker Trade Trophy I can guarantee Every single person That called it The Chicken Soup Trophy The Tin Pot Trophy The Pot to Trophy <laughs> The Paint Trophy Whatever Would be there Wearing a Mansfield shirt Wanting to, the women, wanting by the to win at Wembley yeah, Buy the half and half Yeah, by the half and half scarf Hypocrites. So I mean, yeah, it's yeah. we now, of I hope water. Shelley's
6: not going to be
3: there. Like, you know, she's just she's just made a bed now. It. <laughs> and on that note, it's probably I mean, an apt flat, t- <laughs> It's probably an apt time to end and get Nathan away to a place of safety. Uh, that's pretty much it for this week. If you want to go to Lincoln, if you want to support the Chicken Soup Trophy and uh, start and be there from start to finish on the road to Wembley, um, then you can uh, travel with the SSA uh, transport. For that, uh, we'll depart the One Call Stadium next Tuesday night at five o'clock. All the details that you need have been on screen for the last five minutes. You can book your seats uh, for the SSA um, by calling the uh, the number in a second, uh, which will be on the screen um, on in in, in in a second. Uh, I wait for it to come up, uh, which is oh seven nine six seven six eight nine five nine seven. All the details you need have been on screen. Finally, prediction time. First of all, Saturday. Start with Cam. Mm. 2-0 Nath 2-1 Simon 1-1 1-1 Oof, <laughs> I, I will go <laughs> for uh, 3-1 Stags win Saturday Chicken Soup Trophy Checker Trophy The Trophy Stags are going to win this year Cam Lincoln on Tuesday night first game in group H I believe this year Wolves and, uh, and Scunthorpe uh, also in that group this year uh, 1-1 but obviously I think
6: penalties I think, for the bonus point yeah penalties to us Nathan, 5 0 win. You've got to get yourself there. It's going to be the start of an incredible journey. Come on,
3: <laughs> Simon. Five-four. 542 four. <laughs> Two-four. Four. And I, as always, will back the stakes. Now I'm going to go with my man Nathan. I'm going to go for a 5 0 Mansfield Town win, um, and you know it's the start of a beautiful thing. Winning breeds success, and success is what Mansfield kind of tasted. On Tuesday night at West Brom at the Hawthorns when they were narrowly beaten by two goals to one. If they show the same pride, the same passion, and the same desire going into the league season, going into the league game on Saturday, then we'll be absolutely fine. Let's just be a bit more clinical. Let's support the boys as well. And roll on 5 o'clock tomorrow and roll on 3pm on Saturday. We'll be back here same time next week, 6.30ish, on this Facebook page to get involved with the live feed if you wish to do so. Uh, As always, you can always listen to the audio version of this on SoundCloud and wherever uh, as well. Obviously, no game next Saturday, but we will be looking back on uh, that um, on the on the Carlisle game and on the Checker Trade Trophy game as well. Oh, look at us all here arguing about a game game of football! Isn't that a beautiful thing? See you next time.